Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning. Welcome to On The Pace. Michael Guerin joining you to talk about harness racing around the state and we're even going to touch on harness racing in Sweden in the next half an hour because Jess Tubbs, the trainer of Just Believe, is going to join us in around about 10 minutes. Also later we'll talk to an inform Will Rickson looking for some winners tonight at Canberra. But we do have other racing in the state today. We head to Newcastle. And one of the drivers to follow at the moment is Josh Gallagher. He went to Menangle on Saturday night and he had a good old night at the office. He got three, including two of the features. Good morning to you, Josh. Um, you seem to be seeing them pretty well. Yeah, cheers, mate. Thanks for having me on. Mate, uh, fr- Let's go back to Saturday night. I know they're not the the biggest Group 1 type races of the year, but it's nice to get those New South Wales bred two- and three-year-old finals because for the trainers of those horses like Troy Primo with, with no dramas and a horse like um, Love Your Reaches for Aaron Goadsby, these are the races they set them for. These are a big deal. So to nail them for them on a Saturday night must be very satisfying. Yeah, for sure. It's... Um... You know, bring brings a lot of those country horses um, to town that um, have won one one race this season, and um, you know get get some race for a bit of money in town. So it's just a good concept. Okay, let's talk about the three-year-old because no dramas is a filly, and she beat quite a few boys. Doesn't happen that often, so it needs to be a pretty decent type of filly. And of course. We're only halfway through the three-year-old season, so there's no reason to think if she's a 152-miler now, she can't turn up in a nice Oaks at some stage. Yeah, no, she's um, she's only light race mare, and um, you know Troy's looked after her very well, and um, I do think she's going to end up going to Queensland for their Oaks, Oaks up there at Redcliffe and Albion Park. So um, you know she's got a long season ahead of her, so. Um, yeah, fingers crossed we can do a job. Would you get a, a drive up there, Josh? Would you be making the trip north yourself? Because plenty of the boys and girls in New South Wales are, are not only targeting that carnival, but um, targeting getting away from the colder weather once it turns up. Yeah, yeah it's going to be cold here in the morning, but um, no, nah, she'll just go up to Robbie Morris and um, he normally drives her recently, but he's in Queensland for the Carnival up there, and I'll stick down home and um, keep chipping away at the winners here. Love Arishas won the two-year-old final for Aaron Goadsby, and look again, Philly beating the Colts off level marks. It's not easy to do for these young pacing horses, particularly around Menangle, where things can be quite brutal. So she must be a decent type of horse. Yeah, no, I've got a lot of time for this horse. She's, um, you know, she's won over a hundred thousand now, and. Um, only won four races, so she's got a big future ahead of her, and um, you know she's just got point-to-point speed, which is quite handy at Menangle, and um, yeah, she's really nice, really going forward. Okay, let's talk about today um, coming out of Newcastle. It sounds like you'll be heading there pretty shortly, if if not in the car at the moment. First race of nine today, one forty-two. You're on screenshot in the first, and there's not a great deal of form, but there's no real form in the race. You're drawn barrier one. Can screenshot make the most of that over the mile? Yeah, she's um, 
first back from a spell, had a trial last week and um, very happy with the trial. And, um, you know, it's, it's different on game day. A bit of match fitness might come into play, but, um, you know, she's been training well and, um, you know, we've got a good barrier, so we'll use it in our advantage. In the uh, second on the card, you drive Kalara Dragon and, look, it's been to Newcastle twice, third, fresh up, even better second up when winning. Uh, looks a horse who's in the right race today, and to be completely honest, it's it's kind of hard to make a case for it being beaten. It's got barrier two. For those who want to take a little bit of a multi-bet, uh, is she going to be able to use barrier two? Yeah, for sure. She, um, you know, she's racing in the same field as she did on Friday, so um, you know she raced very good and uh, 56 around Newcastle. It's pretty good going for second up, and she's still learning, but um, you know. She ran very comfortable last Friday, so high hopes for that. In the fifth on the card, you drive Miss Obama. This is race five, number three, and it's a last start winner, but that's a while ago now, and that was back in December here at Newcastle, so it cops Newcastle well. So only had the one trial and finished sixth. Was it okay because it was beaten a long way, or was it a case that you drove it in the trial, you were holding on to it, and therefore it could have gone quicker. Okay, we we seem to have lost Josh there. So Josh is probably driving to Newcastle. So he's driving to Newcastle. We'll try and get him back and try and get his thoughts on the remainder of his drives coming out of Newey today. So we have Newcastle kicking off race one at 1.42. There's actually nine races there today. So it goes to 6.17, and it dovetails pretty nicely uh, into Canberra. So they'll actually overlap. They kick off the first there at 5.53. Um, smaller fields, as there tends to be at Canberra. But a bit of harness racing going on today, which is a lot more than usual for a Saturday, having the two meetings dovetailing into each other. So we'll try and get Josh back. We realise our participants, it is tricky for them, and we appreciate their time on a, on a Monday morning, because often plenty of them are on the way to the races. Hey, Josh, we lost you there, mate, and we appreciate you taking our call for the second time today. We got up to Miss Obama in race five. Um, hasn't raced in a while. What did you make of the trial last week? Yeah, she's in um, the same boat as Screenshot. You know, she trialled very good and trialled against older horses. So, um, you know, a bit of match fitness will come into play, but um, she's also been training, training very well. You're driving a horse who seems relatively consistent for Cameron Davies in the sixth on the card, Silent Legend. You get Barrier One. Um, is it the sort of horse who can use Barrier One? Yeah, he can get a bit hot at times. And, um, you know, his last two starts, he's been racing really good. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll try and hold up the best we can and, um, you know, the, the best trip behind the leader, behind... Um, Clayton Tolson, you know, they won two starts to go and raced really good last week as well, uh, running second. So, um, you know, if we can get a good handy trip, I no doubt we can come over the top of that, I think. OK, mate, race seven, you've got a wide barrier draw with Touche. It's another one for Cameron Davies. Um, outside of the front line over a mile. What do you do there? Yeah, her best assets are speed. Um, you know, hopefully they go hard early and, um, we'll be looking for a run late and um, whether it's up the fence or coming wide, just have to make that judgment out there. 
Another one who we haven't seen for a while is your driver, the eighth on the card, Big Black Diamond. Again, fresh up, but has been to the trials. How did BBD trial? Yeah, he he trialed really good. Um, Davey drove him at the trials and, um, you know, coming back to Newcastle on a Monday, it's a little bit weaker up here and um, I have no doubt he put his best foot, best foot forward today and, um, you know, Miss Heath, she, she's very confident in the building today. All right, you've got a, a nice book of drives today and you're seeing them well. I know you're going to tell us that Kalara Dragon is your best chance of the day, Josh. So for those who want to have a little sneaky Monday multi, who do we multi up with Kalara Dragon? Um, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Big Black Dom and he's been training really good and, um, you know, he tried, tried really good and, um, yeah, I think if he finds a front today, he'll be very hard to beat. Mate, we appreciate your time, Josh. Uh, well done on Saturday night. Get around safe today. And, yeah, we always appreciate a bit of Monday advice here on Sky Sport Radio. Thanks, buddy. Cheers, thank you. That's Josh Gallagher, who, of course, is an Inter-Dominion winning driver about 18 months ago now. And strong book coming up at Newcastle today. So Newcastle kicks us off. And then we dovetail into Canberra later in the evening. Well, somebody who's had further trips than what Josh Gallagher's doing to Newcastle today in the last month is Jess Tubbs. Jess is not only <laughs> a trader winner at Menangle on Saturday night, she's got an informed team in Victoria. And around all that, she's been to Sweden with her husband, Greg Sugars, and they have taken on some of the best in the world with Just Believe. Uh, she joins us now. Good morning, Jess. I know you've been busy. Thank you for joining us. And your brain must feel like a bit of a whirlwind at the moment. G'day, Mick. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I uh, am having trouble keeping track of what day it is at the moment, that's for sure. What did you make of the Swedish experience? We'll get to the race itself a little bit later, but uh, it's it's almost a magical place, the Savala racetrack on a late lot weekend. It's, it's incredibly hard to get your head around. Yeah, quite phenomenal. Even um, the Friday and Saturday meeting, the crowd is more than what we would see on our, our feature nights here uh, in Victoria, unfortunately. So uh, Greg and I certainly got a big buzz just in the lead up. And then, um, yeah, to see the crowd on Elite Lot Day is really something else. They um, they have their drums and their chants and streamers and flags. And it's yeah, it's like nothing I've seen before. You and Greg got presented to the crowd as the driver and the trainer and you come out and people are clapping and cheering and it's all very much like a big footy game at the G. Was that embarrassing? Did you feel like, oh my God, this is so weird? Because I know you're naturally not a person who likes to show off. Or is it a case that you've just got to embrace it because it's such an unusual part of life? I think we were all just a little bit in awe. Um, the thought of it was certainly daunting and embarrassing, but um, in the moment, the crowd is so enthusiastic and um, the other drivers were embracing it. And I mean, we were there behind the scenes with Dexter, who has experienced so many highs of harness racing himself, and to see him quite uh, you know, in awe of the, the experience was nice to see as well, um, because even in America, they don't have anything like that. Um, so it was 
yeah, something very special to be a part of, but certainly not something uh, we need to be getting used to, I don't think. <laughs> Let's talk about the race. This is the Elite Loppet Heat. It's now eight days ago. It must feel like, God, it must feel like a long time ago. Um, you you had to go back at the start after missing the 1-1, and Greg tried so hard to get in there, and he couldn't. And I thought he was making really good ground, and you were going to have a chance of running fourth and qualify for the final, had a little gallop at the top of the straight where things got a bit tight. First of all, what was that emotion like? And once the emotion subsided, how did you feel about his actual performance? It was a really tough day, tough race to watch. Um, I think had we sort of known a bit less and had people told us a bit less, things might have panned out a little differently. Um, the, the mood in Sweden was very much that we were almost a novelty act um, to be there. They were very welcoming, and don't get me wrong, um, we were made to feel very welcome in being a part of the event, but I think everyone underestimated um, the ability that, that Just Believe has and uh, certainly weren't expecting him to be able to keep up off the gate or anything. Um, so I think that probably played into things a little. Time again, I'm sure Greg would have gone forward at the start because... It certainly wasn't that early incredible burn that everyone had predicted. Um, and as as you say, it didn't work out. He almost got the 1-1 and had to go back. And, um, yeah, unfortunately, that horse to the inside just shifted and it was enough to hit a wheel. So, um, yeah, the the chances were crushed there and it was pretty uh, pretty devastating to watch when you've gone to the other side of the world and, you know, just a simple racing incident brings you undone. But... Um, the respect shown to us and the horse after the race has been phenomenal. And I think for Australasian trotting in general, uh, it was a really big moment because it made the locals step up and pay attention. And they did notice how well he was going at the time and um, that he was going to be more than competitive. We don't really think he would have qualified. We think had he kept trotting probably a nice fifth and would have finished pretty close behind those first four. And I think we'd have been thrilled with that. Um, but unfortunately wasn't to be. But um, no, I think on reflection, it's it's sort of been more of a um, holistic view that we've taken of what it means for our industry and how proud um, everyone should be that's taken steps to bring our trotting breed forward because it's certainly come a long way um, in a short amount of time. Well, you get another chance. I think it's this Saturday night Swedish time. I could be corrected. You're heading to the top, not you, Greg and the horse are heading to the north of Sweden, which is a very unusual place because it's basically daylight all day and night at this time of the year. Um, when is the race? And I believe you're drawn barrier 10. So as much as I could host the Swedes, they, they don't really seem very interested in giving you a good barrier draw. No, he's drawn eight again, unfortunately, um, which I think is outside the front. So it's at a track called Ustershund, uh, which is about 650 kilometres north of where he'd been staying um, and up in the mountains, I believe. So someone did describe it to Greg as hell on earth. So um, he's not sure quite what to expect with the weather uh, uh, on the weekend. But yeah, there's um, two other horses that were in the Elite Lopper in the field, so it's not a not like it's an easy race or anything, but uh, 2,100 metres should hopefully suit him a bit better, and, um, yeah, he has another chance to hopefully get around safely. 
you stayed with one of the great trainers and one of the great guys in Stig H. Johansson, who has a wonderful property on the outskirts of Stockholm. What did you pick up or learn or what surprised you from the way they train, the way they go about their business? It's such a vastly different experience. They hot shoe some of the horses. There's just so much to take in. When you were flying home, was there anything you thought, hey, we could try that? Certainly, um, a lot of the the shoes are very different, um, and many of them race without uh, without shoes. Some of them have a different type of shoe on each foot. Um, their approach to the farrier is uh, very different. So, um, we've had a few really good chats with people over there, and um, yeah, the, there's certainly been a massive push. Um, they were wanting us to take his shoes off. So, I think if the weather is good on the weekend, we'll probably run him without his. Um, front shoes this week and see how that goes uh, because they really do believe it makes such a massive difference um, or can do. They said you can, we were talking to one of the drivers there and he said sometimes it makes no difference and sometimes it can make 30 metres difference depending on the horse, which is quite incredible to sort of wrap your head around. But um, that's certainly something they very much believe in and just their approach to working them in general is so different. Um, A lot of the trainers only work the um, the racehorses twice a week, uh, which is quite crazy based on what we do with them here, which is usually six days a week. Um, but, yeah, they obviously can keep that fitness in them. They work very differently and for a sustained amount of time and on different tracks to what most people have here. But, um, yeah, there's certainly anywhere you go in harness racing, be it local or international, you're always going to be learning. Well, usually, Jess, the trip from, from Victoria to, to Menangle to Sydney seems like a long one. <laughs> it wouldn't have on the weekend because you sent one overall uh, down to Sydney and Blake Fitzpatrick did the job for you guys in the main trot at Menangle on Saturday night. Why did you send him there? He's a horse who has looked an inter-dominion style horse on some occasions, but you said online, um, on social media, he likes the standing starts, which is unusual for a horse who sometimes can be a bit recalcitrant. So is that a case that the standing starts keep him calmer? Yeah, absolutely. If you look at his form line, um, you can see his behaviour in stand starts far exceeds that from the mobile. Um, he's a bit of a nutcase and, yeah, he seems to um, really enjoy the stand start procedure. So, uh yeah, we obviously haven't got many programmed in Victoria at the moment, so he enjoyed that Country Cup circuit. But um, rather than waste his owner's time and money um, galloping around the mobiles here, we thought send him up to Blake and Lisa. We're really lucky we've got such a good relationship with them, so um, they were good enough to make room and take him for a few weeks because there's some um, suitable races up there for him. Um, you also won a three-year-old Phillies race at, at Melton um, with... VMG McRae, and which is the family breed, of course, and you beat a horse, an Emma Stewart, one dollar eighteen favourite. Not an easy thing to do in those pacing races. When Emma and Clayton line up those real shorties, usually they bolt in. So it must have been quite gratifying to be able to get one over the top of them. Oh, it was super. Um, not so concerned about who we beat; just winning is terrific. So uh, the race was certainly run to suit my girl and. Uh, Bailey drove a really good race on her um, and yeah just to see her be able to follow that time um, I'd have been thrilled if she'd finished on their back so um, she's not always paying the most attention down the home straight so 
we were absolutely thrilled to see her get over the line and um, yeah, the way she did it and the way she's pulled up is really promising for her future. Look, Jess, I've really enjoyed the chat this morning and, and thank you for taking time to talk to our listeners about all the things that go on to taking a horse to Sweden. It's, it's an experience very, very few people ever get to have. Um, have you, I know you may, not, you may not even have a chance to think about this, but have you got a winner? Over the next week or 10 days, have you got a horse lining up that our punters can think, hey, I heard that Jess Tubbs lady tell me this is going to be a chance, I'm going to have the bet. Uh, well, my, why don't you set them a task and see if they can get on Just Believe at Ustershun. Uh, if, you can, if you can get the bet on, then um, you might be going well. But, no, nah, look, um, I haven't really been able to have a look at the noms yet um, for this week. But we've got, um, what have we got, a couple in at Ballarat that are probably not without a chance if the fields aren't too strong. Um, but, no, I don't think I've got anything uh, overly exciting to steer you into. Jess, I know you're a well-educated uh, harness racing lady, but is there any chance you know how to spell Ustajun, or would that just be totally ridiculous? I sure do. I can't tell you what they call the weird zeros, the weird O's with the dots above them, but I, I can spell it, that's for sure. I had to learn while I was over there. Well, Jess, it's been a wonderful um, representation, as you said, you did, did yourselves proud, and whether it's him next year or Muscle Mountain or who knows, whatever next horse comes along, whether it's a year or two break, you've paved the way for others to go back there. So, hey, good luck on Saturday. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us. And by the way, congratulations on both Melton and Menangle. Not many people have done the Melton, Menangle, Oostajun treble in the same week. Let's see if you can pull it off. <laughs> Thanks so much, Mick. Catch you later. It's Jess Tubbs. Um, her head must be spinning because she only got back from Sweden last Tuesday, I presume. They, she can't have left till Sunday night. And, of course, you lose 12 hours on the way back, so she has had a pretty crazy time. I'll tell you a guy who would love to go to Sweden is Will Rickson because not only could he drive some good horses, but, Will, the party life's pretty good in Sweden and there's lots of things for a young man to do. Maybe you can put that on your bucket list at some stage. Yeah, morning, Mick. Yeah, Europe's definitely on the bucket list. Has been for a while, and um, yeah, the elite lot just looked like a, a a crazy thing. I stayed up uh, all Sunday night watching it, cheering on Greg and Jess. So um, yeah, it's definitely on the bucket list. That's for sure. Well, look, you are travelling today. Probably not quite as glamorous as Stockholm on a Sunday afternoon. You're heading to Canberra, but it's always nice to go to the capital. You're driving in the second on the car tonight, Will, and you're driving well. Uh, you're driving in race two. This is 6.24, and you're partnering a horse for Michael Hawk called Taste It. What sort of hope would Taste It have? Because the favourites are drawn the second line, so at least you've got an early advantage. Yeah, she's got pretty good gate speed, Nick, so um, if she could get across and find the fence, her chances uh, are quite strong, actually. Like, if she can find the fence and, and get it her own way, she'll be definitely um, definitely a good chance of running down, but um, her first 200 is going to be pretty important for her. You've got a, a rear trotting drive in the third on the card. Usually the trot race is the last at Canberra, but we're having it in race three tonight, one of the two trots we have. And you're on She's Ruby Roo. Now, she's drawn the second line, but often around Canberra with the trotters, um, they can overcome it because there tends to be quite a big differential between the better ones and the ones who maybe aren't so good. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes it can be a little tricky with traffic, you know, falling out. Um, from off the front row, it, it's 
can't give you too much information about this horse, Mick. She comes from Melbourne with uh, good form. And, um, you know, she's got form over the 2100 too, which um, I think is a good thing. Uh, racing over the mile there tonight. So um, I can't tell you too much about her, but her, her replays uh, do give her uh, quite a good chance in this race tonight. Mate, in the fourth on the card, you're driving night to remember. I don't think you've had a steer on this one before, or not for a while anyway. What do you make of night to remember from one on the second line and the fourth on the card? Yeah, I have drove her a couple of times, but it was going back a while. So um, her, her draw gives her a chance. I think the one will lead, which then should put her behind the leader, I thought. She gets out pretty good herself. So from that spot, she's not without a chance. She's a definitely a big top three chance. In race five, you're driving Miss Stormy Grey for Nathan Turnbull. Nathan's team's absolutely flying. He's got another one on the race who's actually the favourite. So you might have a chance of ending up in the trail here. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Her form in front is quite good. Um, every time she's led, she's given something to catch. So um, I'm wondering if I could say, well, mate, that might be my best chance. So we'll just uh, make her tell me a bit more about her. But... Um, She's another one with the draw. She's got to be a good top three here. Race six, you're on the Torque, another one for the Hawk stable. Yeah, she can do a little bit of work in her races, which um, is always a good thing. Um, she's pretty versatile, so she'll probably push forward from that draw. And she sat parked about three runs ago there at Camera when I drove her, and she ran a really good second. I was quite impressed. So if she can back up that performance, um, she, she can win for sure. Should be nice and chilly by the time we get to a race eight tonight. That's uh, that's coming up at about 9.15. And uh, you're on none greater for Benjamin Swan. Look, went to Menangle last time. And, and look, I know I got beaten the start before at Canberra, but Menangle form coming back to Canberra with a decent enough draw. And the favourite draw inside you, Pansia's Seal, is at 171 starts. So it's got to be some sort of chance. Yeah, it's a good chance, Mick. It's a horse that's a little bit hot and cold, but I mean, actually didn't get out the last 100 metres at Menangle the other day. It was quite unlucky. So um, it's dropping in grade. Uh, the mare I won the race on at Menangle, I've got a fair bit of time for in its race last week. So it's definitely dropping in grade to nine and should now find the fence from that draw, which, you know, really on form, it should be pretty hard to get past. Mate, in the ninth on the card, you're on Louth Park Schooner for Lynette Freeman. You've got one on the second line. Look, it's got some placed form, and in this race, well, that might be enough because there's not a lot of placed form here. Yeah, if he drew the front line, I'd say he'd lead him in. He's got a little bit of gate speed and just not the strongest horse, but he has got a good little turn of foot, and he's run last start after he led. Over 2,100 and still run second was quite good. So if he led over a mile tonight, I'd say it'd be very hard to get past. But I still think seven's not a bad draw. Um, it does depend on the one, which I don't know much about. So um, if the one gets us where we need to be, he, he can win. But um, he might need a bit of luck. What's your best chance of driving a winner uh, in the capital tonight, Will? Oh, none greater on paper looks the best, but... I, couldn't tip him in at a short price. I think um, I think she Ruby ruined the trot. Um, her stand, her form should stand up in that race. So I'm I'm pretty confident with her. I just talk, going back to Saturday, you drove a winner at Menangle. You must have been stoked. Your dad, Peter Rickson, who's one of the great guys of harness racing, 
trained the winner of the Mears race out of Melton and again came over the top of a, of a well-favoured Emma Stewart horse. So you're there getting a win there with Omprezi Bell. That's not an easy thing to do. No, that was the sixth win in a row, Prezi Bell, and um, I might be a bit biased, but I don't think many other trainers would have run six in a row over the way mum and dad have placed her this preparation since the spell she hasn't got beaten. Yeah, he's just picked out races for her, and you know she she won the Canberra Cup really well, and then she 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 won at Menangle and and went really good at Penrith a couple of times, and he could have easily raced her on um, on Saturday night at Menangle, but she would have been straight in with Braveview Kelly and, and delightful angel and mares like that. So he, he chose to go down the highway to Melton and yeah, pay dividends. So that was that was pretty exciting. Sure was. Hey, Will, you're driving well, mate. We appreciate your time. All you young guys and girls in New South Wales conduct yourself very well on the radio. Uh, wear something warm to Canberra tonight. It could be quite cold by the time you come off the track on the last on the card and get home safe. Thanks, mate. Will Rickson. So we had Will Rickson, Josh Gallagher. He's tipping at Newcastle today. Will tipping us a couple at Canberra. If you are just joining the show, um, Will likes uh, his trotter in the third on the card. So Will going with the trotter in the third on the card. And uh, earlier at Newcastle, so that kicks off pretty quickly. Kicks off at uh, 1.42. The multi-bet for the day, race two, number three, Kalara Dragon into race nine. Just trying to find Josh's other drive. Oh, my apologies, not race nine, race eight. Race eight, big black diamond, big black diamond. My apologies, I forgot to ask uh, Josh about Songbird in the last because I didn't have that on my notes. There you go, it's a Monday morning, these things happen. Great to get Jess Tubbs' stories out of Sweden as well. Thanks for taking the time to listen to us on On The Pace on a Monday morning. Bit responsibly, all those odds are up on tab.com.au. Our next On The Pace will be at 10.30 on Wednesday morning.